Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49 FKFL UK show. On tonight's show, I'm joined by Najikara, Paul Hope and Gareth Ellis. I say tonight's show, it's actually the morning. Morning, <laughs> fellas. Good morning. Good, morning. Good evening, we, whatever we, you're listening. <laughs> we kind of find ourselves in uncharted waters recording this early on a Saturday morning. It's a bit of a shock to the system, to to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. Uh, but, you know, it's it's football day, college football day. Uh, it's good. It's good to start, actually. Yeah. Puts me into watching games later. Yeah, it does. It, it gets you into the mindset of what you're going to be watching later, um, who you're going to be watching for with one eye on the draft for next year. And obviously yeah. our deficiencies, which will be um, decided in the off-season, depending on who we re-sign. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard, I've, I've read some good news if, if we want to talk about it for, for a minute. Um, yeah. I've read that Carl uh, Shanahan, and John Lynch are apparently working really hard behind the scene with, uh, you know, everybody to try and resign the likes of Sherman and and things like that. He's specifically said about Sherman. I think I think they're trying real hard to accommodate what what he wants and what we can do next year. So that's that bodes really well, I think, for for our secondary. If we can resign him and, and Jason Vare, I think will be will be sorted. Um, I think it doesn't bode well for the likes of D Ford and basically everybody that hasn't played for us. Because uh, he talked about you know, accountability and finding a way to win, and even you know when being injured, being able to impact the team. So yeah, uh, I think hopefully that's some good news, um, and we can sort something else and and keep him on the team until he retires. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I read that article, and um, they basically went into how valuable he actually is off the field as well as on the field. Yeah. Uh, and that's why they're, they're desperate to get him re-signed and basically for him to see out his career as a 49er. So that, that was pleasing to read. Yeah, yeah, it's good news. I think I think he wants to stay as well. He's he's clearly enjoying California and he's a bit closer to where he's from originally and he's close to Stanford and all that. So, so that's good. Yeah. Okay, so sometime next week we play some team from the AFC. Um, I think it's that villain from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Monday Night Football, um, the 49ers are actually 6-23. and 23. This is not just Monday Night Football, mind. But the 49ers are 6-23 and 23 without Garoppolo behind uh, centre. The Bills are actually 1-8 and eight on Monday Night Football since 2000. So that kind of boards well. But then you have to have a look, see how the Bills have been playing this season. And the Bills have beaten some some decent teams and some not-so-decent teams. Um, obviously, they're in the FC East, so they get to play the Jets twice. That's like two gimmies. Mm-hmm. Um, they've beaten the Dolphins. They've beaten the Patriots. Um, but outside of that, they've also beaten the Rams. They've beaten the Seahawks, um, the Charter, Chargers, and the Raiders. The three games they've lost this season, because they're currently 8-3, They've actually lost to the Titans, Chiefs and Cardinals, which are three fairly decent teams there to lose to. So there's no shame on that. Um, three of the games that they have won, though, out of the eight, have only been won by three points. So it's not as though the blown teams away 
I think the maximum margin of victory was 10 points. And believe it or not, that was against the Seahawks. So yeah. they're not a team to be underestimated. How do you think we're going to fare against them, Najee? Yeah, they're a bit of a... I said it uh, during the review show against the, against the Rams. They're kind of a Rams, not 2.0, but just as kind of the Rams. Um, they've got two phase when they're... When they're ticking and everything goes well, they're kind of scary and probably can beat anybody, uh, even even the best of the best. So, uh, but then they they also very um, mistake prone. They can lose game of turnovers or or get absolutely blown out like like the Titans did to them. Um, but yeah, they, they can also put you know upwards of fifty, almost fifty points a game. So. I think it's going to be, uh, we're going to have to just play the same game that we did against the Rams, which is, you know, elite defense and make Josh Allen second guess everything and, and you know, just not turn the ball over. Uh, I think, you know, the, the game against the Rams, if we don't have four turnovers on our part, uh, that game's a cakewalk. Uh, we, we come out of that easy. Um, and then... You know, just score points when we need it and not be behind the ball and behind the chain. And I think we feel we were right. Their defense has not been playing as well as they did years prior. Uh, I'm not quite sure why, because they've got a very good one. Very good secondary, very good line, a very good uh, linebacker corps as well. Um, but they've not just been, it's not been ticking quite as well. Um, they did lose uh, a key piece in Jaron Brown, I think. Uh, it made the whole offense kind of tick all together, and it was, it was kind of the gel that made them better. But they still have, you know, very good wide receivers, and and running back uh, Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley are playing pretty well, and, and Zach Moss is is a, a good rookie. So uh, yeah, it's going to be definitely a challenge for sure. It's one of the contenders to the playoffs. So it's, we're going to have to put an A game on on national TV. I think if we can get any sort of performance like we uh, like we did out of the uh, Rams game, we we'll have them. I think I think you summed it up well. They're they're a little bit hot and cold. They can they can make the mistakes. Um, if they get out and get a lead, I think they're similar to perhaps to us in that respect, and that they'll they'll play much better with a lead. But I think I I'm confident that with Sherman and Verrett back, we can shut down Stefan Diggs. Uh, and if their pass game is gone, then they've they've got to go back to a run game. And I I think our defense can can have a handle on them. I think it's going to be a fairly low scoring game. I think like the Rams, we we'll need to stop them and hope our offense can just do enough uh, to get more points. So uh, I I think you're right. If our if our defense is is playing like it does uh, did against the Rams, then then we should we should have the game. Um, I think that's that's where we're going to win and lose it. If our defense can't hold them, uh, if it turns into a shootout, I think we've probably all agreed we're, we're not the sort of team that's winning shootouts at the moment. But we'll have Debo, Ayuk, and Mostert for I think the first time, and and Jordan Reed. So hopefully we 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 should see a step up from the offense. Paul, no, I, I agree, Gareth Nadji. Um, I am concerned about Josh Allen's uh, rushing ability. When he's rushed for over 300 yards this year, six rushing touchdowns, and it's well documented. We've struggled against a mobile quarterback. 
Um, but I agree, if we shut down Diggs and Cole Beasley, um, I'll probably say what we're all thinking. We need to establish the run game. Um, when I've looked into it, the Bills are allowing about 4.7 rush yards. And let's face it, our run game is our best offensive weapon. And if we maintain control of the ball, it takes Josh Allen out of the equation, doesn't it? Keeps him off the field and also keeps the pressure off Nick. Because like you've said, Gareth, if it goes into a shootout, there's no way we're, we're winning this at home. Um, I say that loosely because <laughs> obviously we're in Arizona. Um, last time the Bills played in Arizona, the loss to a Hail Mary. Oh, um, God, yeah. Obviously, Najee would like us to have an easier game, but being a UK 49er fan base, I don't think he's going to get his wish again this Sunday. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Lee? Oh, I've, I've got to disagree, purely because of the prediction I'm going for. And uh, I, I look at the way the Bills play. I look at the pieces that we're getting back and the way we played against the Rams. And I actually think it's going to be a decent-sized victory for us. Um, that, that's not a slight on the Bills, because I do think the Bills are a good team. Josh Allen, I'd put him in, I'd, I'd put him a step above a Jay Cutler or um, a, a Fitzpatrick. The, the reason I'm saying that is because both of those players used to be able to pull out absolutely excellent games, but then they would have a nightmare game. Josh Allen has a little bit more consistency than both Cutler and Fitzpatrick. He, he's more consistently good. But still, every now and again, he does something that you think, why on earth is he doing that? And he just mm. falls to pieces and has this really bad game. Yeah. Whether or not he he does that against us, we, we don't know. We'll, we'll find out on um, early Tuesday morning. However, what I think is, look, looking at the teams, the Bills aren't rushing the ball very well. Josh Allen is doing most of their rushing. The reason yeah. he's doing most of their rushing is because the two running backs are not doing the load. They're not taking the load. You look at the way we played against the Rams, our, our secondary looked excellent against the Rams and we were getting a lot of coverage sacks or coverage pressure because of the way our secondary was playing. I think that's going to be the same against the Bills. So if we can take out their passing game, which is by far their best part of the offense, it's going to force Josh Allen or the running backs into running and the pretty crap at running the ball other than Josh Allen. Is Josh Allen going to be uh, called upon too many times to try and rush the ball just to move the chains? And I think it is. I think looking at the pieces we're getting back because we're getting DJ Jones back, and I don't think that can be underestimated, regardless of how well the defensive line played against the Rams. Having that extra body to come in and sub out players so we keep fresher on the defensive line, I think that's going to make a huge difference. Now, Looking at the Bills, looking at their offensive line, they've got a decent offensive line. The, the two tackles are decent, the centre's decent. However, the two guards, not particularly good, which would probably explain why the Bills' rushing attack is so poor, because the guards aren't really good. So that's two ways we can get at them, going through the guards. So that, that's going to open up the likes of uh, Yvonne Kinlaw and DJ Jones. You've got Kerry Hyder on one side, Armstead on the other side. I think we will win that battle at the line of scrimmage. And that's what it's all about, winning the battle at the line of scrimmage. Now, I think the way the season's gone, we know exactly how we're going to play. We know what works with us now. As you've said, Paul, we need to establish the run. And because we've got our two starting wide receivers back, I expect to see a lot of short, quick passes again. Mm and a lot of yards after the catch, because that's how we play. It works. Hopefully, Nick has a more consistent game. 
Yeah. Obviously, over the last few games, he hasn't been that consistent. He's looked a little bit like a rabbit in the headlights. Mm. Um, at times, he's looked a bit stunned and actually fearful. I, I don't know why, because going back a couple of seasons ago when he was called upon, he looked fairly composed mm. and he was slinging the ball about quite well. Something's happened. I, I don't know if the pressure's getting too much because of all the talk earlier on the season. Obviously, we've covered this time and time again now. Hopefully, he can have a consistent game. Because if Nick has a consistent game, there's no reason we can't come out big winners in this game. Yes, it's a home game. Yes, it's down in Arizona. I don't think that particularly makes a difference. Other than it's going to be a more consistent kicking game. Sure, because of the stadium that we're in. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I do I do like the the fact that you mentioned, Paul, that they got the hard crush not that long ago in this very stadium. And surely... Surely that's got to play on your mind a little bit. Um, that game was quite insane. Um, and the Hell Mary or the whatever they called it, the uh, Hell Murray um, <laughs> was was pretty awesome. And yeah, I think you're right, though. Um, and talking about Nick Mullins, I, I think we all remember the one exceptional uh, performance he had uh, when he went in in, in 2018. And, it was a Monday night game against the Raiders on, on national TV. So maybe, maybe that's just what he needs. Maybe a bit of limelight, a bit of national cameras on him, and he'll it'll just have the same type of game and we can we can score big points. Um I do agree with Josh Allen. I think he's been you know, you listen to football podcasts and people can't can't agree on what he is yet, I think, or or, or ever at all. It's his fourth a fourth year in the league or third year in the league and he's been very bad the first two and now he's coming on and he's putting really good performance every now and then and then really as you said he uh, sometimes makes you froze or you don't really understand why i think he's probably a bit of a gunslinger as well and he's very prone to mistake and you, you know just turning the ball over quite a lot which with, with the way our defense has been playing and we're getting healthier um how nice is it to see a, an injury report with, you know, full participant, full participant, full participant. Yeah, it's fantastic to see it's, that. It's really, really nice. And when we're still missing pieces, um, hopefully K1 Williams can come back soon enough. Um, I am a little bit worried about the slot. I think I think Jimmy Ward's probably going to have to step down there again uh, because because Jamal Taylor's season is, is over and I don't think we've got... Let's not go down the route of the practice squad cornerback again, because that would that would definitely hurt hurt us quite badly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like our chances. I think you can tell the that win against the Rams just boosted the confidence of the team um, and just reasserted really. Uh, Paul, you, you say often we know we're a good team. Uh, they know it too, and you know when we go when we do a good performance like this. And it, it yields the result like we did because we could have lost that game and it wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> it was too, a little bit too close for comfort. But you know, when you we can win games like this in the NFL against very good team just by really playing good football and executing. As I said, I think we don't have the the four turnovers, you know, the picks and the fumbles. Uh, I think we beat the Rams by twenty one, maybe even more points, you, you know. So yeah, let's let's hope we can. I, you know, all we need to do is put the same type of performance again and but essentially play playoff football because this is basically what it is for us. Uh, we, we need to win. We need to catch up on on the whole NFC and hopefully other teams will slip up tomorrow. 
and then we can we can get into that workout spot and, and maybe even win the division it's not it's not over yet um it's going to be difficult for sure but but it's doable so um yeah let's let's hope so i um yeah i'm i'm looking i'm like you gareth i think you, you said jordan reed i'm i'm hoping he can have a big game he's been a bit quiet since he came back from his injury um and then we got you know monster truck uh ross duelli so uh let's hope he can put another good performance and delete somebody of the the planet of the earth <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> Yeah, I think we we saw a, a few guys have stepped up in the last couple of weeks, haven't they? Like like Wastwelly and and are really beginning perhaps to get to get more comfortable uh, in uh, in the workload and the, and the game role that they've been asked to play. Uh, I think some something that has sort of concerned me slightly about Mullins's play is, I think you touched on it there, Lee. He 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 doesn't look he looks worse than he was two seasons ago when he was a uh, you know a fresh faced rookie. Um, with with no game experience, he he seems to struggle picking up the blitz, and he's clearly missed or or been unable to hit receivers down the field. Uh, and it struck me that that was exactly the same problem that Jimmy was having. Uh, and I I wonder whether potentially the quarterback coaching needs to be looked at because certainly picking up the blitz and things like that is is where you you really need your coaches to be helping you when when you're. Uh, an inexperienced player like uh, like Nick, um, and and even you know Jimmy's limited experience of actual live games. Uh, so I wonder if that's something we need to look at because it's we saw a bit of Bethard. He looks worse, and it's funny that all three of our quarterbacks this year have looked worse than they were in previous years, um, and that that immediately sort of strikes the, me as coaching is is potentially something that needs to be looked at yeah I know, well, I where's like, the single point of failure and that's the quarterback yeah. coach and our our quarterback coach um went to the broncos what was it was it two seasons ago yeah um and you know jim jimmy's never looked as good as he did that first season when we traded for him yeah um may, maybe there's something maybe there's something there but more wild speculation from uh from my my side there no, no, that's all right. I mean, I, I don't want to sound as though this podcast is the death knell, but the last time that uh, there, was, there was a group of us pinpointed some coaches that we thought we had to get rid of, as soon as the off-season came around, all those coaches were sacked. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the quarterback coach, I think it's obvious to everybody that the quarterback player isn't up to the standard we'd expect. The, the, it, it does look as though we have regressed. And the guy that they've got in at the moment, I don't think he's particularly got that much experience at quarterback coach. Um, I had a look at his um, profile. I think it was before the last podcast. And he, he just, I think this is the second time he's been quarterback's coach, but he hasn't really been in charge of anybody that's littered up in the NFL. So, yeah, I think the quarterback coach, definitely we need to be looking at him. And to be honest, I'm, I'm wondering why Kyle isn't going to his dad. That's a good question. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that Kyler is the quarterback coach somehow. You know, and whoever that guy is, I can't remember. I did have a look as well. Might just be, you know, the name on the on the board, but um, I think maybe Kyle does it. I, d- I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you. Since that, since we've swapped and and ours has gone somewhere else, it's been it's been less effective quarterback play. I do look at the line as well. I think, you know, losing yeah. Joe Staley, um, you, you know, the experience and the communication there that was there for a very long time has gone. 
so the, I think the line is still searching itself, um, you know, with um, Brunskill moving to center and having rookies thrown in the mix. And, you know, Trent Williams didn't practice last week, so it's difficult to to get on the same page if you're not together kind of thing. But luckily, because the move to Arizona, these guys are just going to be 24-7 the last week together. So, you know, they, they must have talk way more the last week that they had for the past month or so because they they don't get to get home uh they don't get to go and see their family which i'm sure isn't necessarily super nice especially coming up to the holidays um but it's kind of a blessing in a way isn't it because we're going away on this camping trip all together to try and make it to the playoffs and i hope the i hope the players can get on board with the the hassle of not being able to be home and do whatever you used to do to to relax and all that and just put the grinding, put the work in, win some games, go to the playoff and then, you know, celebrate the fact that, yeah, maybe you, you can't see your kids for a couple of weeks because of COVID and, but hopefully it'll be worth it. Um, you know, I'm not, these people are getting millions, so I'm not too worried about them not seeing them family. I just, it's not easy changing the schedule you're in um so yeah but yeah let's hope for a good performance i mean to be fair so, sorry guys to be fair on that point Nadji, i was just gonna say about kyle uh, i've seen in his interview this week that he was basically saying the players like you said there you know he wants everyone to keep an eye on each other not yeah. everyone's struggling mentally he's reassured people they'll be seeing the family at christmas like you said they're coming to the holidays and agreeing with gareth i think the coaching staff our fair game. I mean, a couple of years ago, we were sat here talking about Robert Salah. Was he the right man for the job? He got a lot yeah. of criticism. And look at what he's done with the deficiencies on the defensive side of the ball over the years, where let's, let's not beat about the ball. The defence is our centrepiece. They're the ones that are carrying us each week. You know, we come on this show and we regularly talk about the quarterback player. But this season, you know, he's managed to get, you know, Verrett back to his best. Kerry Hyder. He said, unfortunately, Jamar Taylor's not going to be playing, but he's looked good in the slot. So, in that regard, the quarterback coach, I think it is a fair point for Gareth to say, let's face it, the NFL, everyone's trying to get better. And you're struggling at quarterback. That's not going to board well for your chances moving forward, is it? So, sorry, Gareth, that's just all I wanted to say at that point. You're absolutely buzzing, Paul. (laughs) <laughs> but, but I mean that literally you, you're buzzing you might need to wiggle your uh, your mic all oh, right sorry <laughs> <laughs> no problem mate. Gareth well, we've we've seen some of the stuff that Shanahan's been talking about obviously with the with the upheaval getting on the plane for the Rams trip and then finding out that they're you know being a, effectively kicked out of yeah. Um, yeah. and that you know they've gone to uh, Arizona and I think in normal circumstances, you'd be right, Nadji. This is a chance, a bit of adversity, camp together, a bit of, you know, bonding spirit. But, um, you know, Shanahan's been saying to the senior players, look out for guys, because they're not. They're, as they go to the stadium or practice for run-throughs, and then they all have to isolate. They're all in mm-hmm. separate rooms. There is yeah. no getting together. They, You know, they're not out playing mini golf or table tennis or, or you know, computer game or what have you they're all back in their own rooms isolated um and that could be that well it's going to go one or two ways isn't it so yeah 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 it's not easy 100 percent. it's i mean you know everybody's with you know been through it this year we've all been into lockdown we've all been 
isolated in your house, it's definitely not easy. I'm just I'm just thinking, I'm sure they're in the same hotel. They can, as a team, can get together and eat together. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the, the details are exactly, but no, you're right. It's, it's not that's, easy. That's the problem. If they eat together and then one of them fails a COVID test, everybody yeah. they work with goes on the COVID list. Yeah, so that's yeah. why... Um, that's why they don't. I think, you know, they eat separately or at least eating in very small groups. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I was thinking. I think I think the whole law line is probably together, the whole, you know, by groups. I don't know. We don't know. But yeah, you're right. It's going to go one of two ways. Some people are going to thrive on it, being isolated and being able to put their head down and, and work harder because they've got more time and less distraction from, you know, home and kids and and what have you, what, what else you've got in your home, in your in your life. And some people are just going to miss it too much and not get used to it and not being able to focus. So let's hope we can, yeah. I, I did like that message, the fact that despite all of this, the, the top message we've seen on media and, and in the articles is you know, look after each other, uh, human beings. And if somebody's not all right, just it's okay not to be all right. Um, and this goes for, you know, for everyone around the world, you know, if, if you're not okay, just reach out to somebody and say, "Look, I'm not feeling great. You know, I need uh, I need to talk. I need a beer. I need uh, I need anything. You know, I need something." Um, but yeah, let's so This is what football is great. This is what this podcast is great. It's you know, for me, I've not been working for much. This has been my one and only thing to do in the week that I know is coming up. So it's it's been great. Uh, and then you know, so like it's the same for him. It's, it's football. Uh, let's hope we can put a good performance and enjoy. A victory Tuesday. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah victory cool. Tuesday. I like it, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so hopefully you should know me by now, and I reckon all the listeners would probably know what I'm like now. I'm, I'm not a negative person. I'm always a glass half full person. Even when we've had a really bad game, I'll always look to have a look at the positives. And the NFL romantic in me can't help feeling that everything that that's happened since the Super Bowl is the greatest story of adversary a team has gone through. We, we lost that suit ball in the last six minutes after having a 10-point lead and basically dominating that game. And then, obviously, we made the trade and we got rid of Buckner, one of our prized defensive players. We entered the season, a season like has been never known before under lockdown restrictions. We start losing our key players left, right and centre. we written off before we even started. We, we have so many people on IR, it's unbelievable. But we've kept on we've kept on plugging away. We've kept on getting in the trenches and fighting to make sure that we, we are where we are and we're still competitive at this stage of the season. And I just can't help feeling that. We're now getting stronger because of everything we've gone through. It, it just, I mean, we still don't have a winning record yet, but it just feels like it has to be out here because of the things that have happened, we shouldn't be in the position we are in now. We shouldn't no. be. We, we should be like the Jets at the moment because All of everything yeah, we've yeah, had yeah. to face. And it just feels to me, and like I said, it, it's got to be the NFL romantic in us. Looking at the story, it just feels to me that somehow this is going to be our year. Yeah, it, it, it would be amazing, an amazing season to remember if, if that's happened. But you're right. I think the, the one consensus around the league, around media is, is people have forked us. People have, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, we were done. We, you know, 
looking at the draft, even uh, even we talked about it, didn't we? Looking ahead, that this is it. Uh, what we're doing to get better next year, and then all of a sudden, you see everywhere we're climbing up power rankings, we're climbing up expectations. We're still in the playoff, and that's what people talk about. And it's quite amazing. The, the world that start they showed on on the broadcast last week where we missed a combined 171 games due to injury, which is by far the most in the league. Um, I, I think the Eagles might have been second, and they were like. 120 or something it was ridiculous um and to be to have five wins and some good wins you know sweeping the rounds and you know w- winning a, a, in new england and stuff like that d- decisively as well every time we've won we looked awesome um yeah it's a credit to the to our team and paul you say all the time we've got a good team i think this year shows that we've got a great team great player great coaches uh hopefully we can keep some of them because uh, the the Robert Saleh talk is picking up again, which I don't like, but I think it's inevitable at this point. But yeah, but, uh, but it starts it starts Monday night on TV. So let's show let's show America and the world what we're about. Let's win big and and go home and and, and get on to this playoff hunt away. All right, let, let's back up that statement then with our predictions. So yeah. the, the the Bills are one point favorites. That that has actually come down. There were two and a half point favorites. I think only yesterday. Um, this morning when I've checked, they're only one-point favourites now. The over-under is 47. Um, I think I'll go first, basically, okay. because I'm, I'm I'm on such a high at the moment. I don't know why. <laughs> like I said at the start of the show, I, I, think it, I think it's going to be a big victory for us. I, I've just got the confidence that with us getting stronger, it, it's going to be an e- not an easier game, but we are going to win a lot better than what we have done. So I'm going to go for a 49ers 34-17 victory. I like it. That's very good. Very good. You're happy with that? I um, I don't have as much confidence in our offense in scoring points. I think Mullins has been regressing. We've talked about it. So, you know, even having a game that kind of goes our way, like last week, we, we only scored you know, essentially seven, you know, 13 points or whatever on offense, which, which is not great at 16 points on offense, which isn't really not great. So I don't think we've got the 35 point potential that we had when we had Jimmy back there, but I agree. I think we're going to win big just purely because our defense is too good for, for them. Um, and I think we're going to win 25 to seven. That is a big victory. Yeah. I see like, another, you know, I see another another big defensive touchdown. I think Josh Allen is going to make a mistake because he has to make a play and he's going to do something stupid. Um, let's hope Jimmy Ward can get a pick six. That'd be awesome. <laughs> do, do you think if Kinlaw can um, intercept Josh Allen in the red zone in the first quarter do, do, and get a pick six with that, do you think he'll be able to run out the clock, making it all the way back to the end zone? <laughs> he'll run around for an hour and <laughs> yeah, just take his time. Yeah, he's uh, he's not he's not got top speed, that's for sure. But yeah, that that pick was awesome. Low low one D lineman. Yeah, and, and I definitely the ball. still wouldn't tell him that to his face. <laughs> I would not either. I think he would eat me in one bite. Gareth. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a thing of beauty, isn't it? A big man touchdown. It was it was great yeah. to see it. Um, uh, I, I think it's going to be a bit more of a, a defensive battle. I think the over-under is, is quite generous, so I'm going to go under with a 23-13 Niners victory. Very nice. 
still comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it will, it will still be close into the third quarter, and I think I'm, I'm expecting us to potentially shut them down in the in the third quarter and just edge ahead with a you know a touchdown or a field goal and just put it beyond them. I'm liking how the roles have reversed on this show with Lee and Nadji. Um, I am <laughs> confident 49ers win. I'm going for a 27 a 20 victory for the 49ers. Yeah, so that's a touchdown as well. So yeah, just confirm what your your prediction was, Gareth. Twenty three thirteen. Twenty three thirteen. Right, I had twenty one thirteen there. Okay, so we've all gone for a forty niners win. Which let's face it, to be honest, that was that was expected. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only me broken that mold against the Saints, which I just didn't think we could have overcome them without personnel that particular day. So yeah, that's that's looking good. Um, for some reason, my prediction is incorrect that I've just written down. I don't know how I've managed to do that because it was my prediction. Okay. <laughs> I think it's because it's that early on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And, right. and I've got my mind on other sports at the moment. So I'm going to use that as the excuse. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much for getting up really early on a Saturday morning, um, which I'm sure is your lie-in day. Uh, well, apart from yourself, Najee, obviously you've got a one-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And I've just thought, I've, I've just missed my perfect prediction. My prediction is, due to the uh, the recording of this being delayed 15 minutes while you caught your daughter, my prediction is Jimmy Ward would have shut down your daughter a lot quicker than 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll struggle a little bit. She's, uh, she's shifty and quite fast. <laughs> We'll have to get a re-uniform. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right. Thanks to everyone that listens to the show. We'll be back on Tuesday with a review show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcast when they are released. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 Faithful UK. Until next week, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurts, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget.